0: Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Family Sanctuary, a show that inspires living the gospel message in word and deed within our families. And now, Family Sanctuary with host Peggy Hartshorn.
1: Welcome to The Family Sanctuary, focusing on life-giving relationships and the family. I'm your host, Peggy Hartshorn, Chairman of Heartbeat International, that advances life-affirming pregnancy help around the world. And today we have a very special and unusual program in that we have a wonderful couple with us. Now, we've had other programs with with wonderful couples, <laughs> but this one is on couple healing after abortion. And for those of you out there who um, who who really think about and pray about this whole uh, issue of abortion, the the tragedy of it for the unborn, um, you probably have already realized what a tragedy it is as well for women who have abortions, for the fathers of those children and. Perhaps you've heard some powerful testimony, which I have, but hearing from a couple who experienced an abortion, now this was before they married, uh, but they married, they had additional children, and it's been years, actually, before they Really looked into how that abortion was not only affecting their relationship, but their family as well. And they sought healing and just have a wonderful story to share. So I want to welcome our guests today, Joe and Tim Welsh. Welcome to the program. Thank you. Good
2: morning.
1: <laughs> Good morning. And Joe and Tim are uh, members of St. Mary Parish in Lancaster. Mm-hmm. And uh, the name may be a little bit familiar. Uh, Tim Welsh has spent many, many years working in the pro-life movement uh, with Ohio Right to Life, then PDHC, and now with Bethesda Healing. And Joe has al- also been active in, in many outreaches, uh, now with the Bottoms Up baby drive. So thank you for that, Joe. So and they're well known in Lancaster, well known in their parish. And I'm sure that for a long time was something that maybe kept this abortion in your past, more of a secret. Maybe you wondered how will would that be accepted by the people that we know and and deal with and particularly uh, in pro life. So um, let me ask Joe to start us out. Uh, Joe, what what was it that finally caused you to, first of all, seek healing and then um, really make this this, this experience in the past something that you could talk about and that you could make public to help other people? What kind of brought you to that point, would you say?
2: I think it was years of just knowing there was something missing in my marriage, in our relationship and with our kids. Um, there's, you know, just keeping a hold of a secret, uh, for so long, it, it really, um, makes it difficult to have really deep relationships with my husband, with my children, with God. Mm-hmm. So, um, I came to this decision to, to, um, to seek healing. Now it's been, um, since 2011 that I started on this journey of healing. So it wasn't an overnight thing for me to come out and, and talk about it, but we, um, uh, really just Tim encouraged me of course, and supported me through, throughout all the healing. And, um, it has made such a difference in, in me personally and, um, and, and in our mayor, I'm sorry. In our marriage, mm-hmm. that it, it's it's really kind of hard to explain. It's that kind of butterfly, giddy feeling that you have that you're like, oh, I am. I have a new life. I have a new freedom. So wow. it's 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 been um, it's been amazing.
1: Yeah, as you and I talked about this before the program, I think you said the main thing that comes to mind is is freedom. That mm-hmm. word, freedom, something that just really shackled you in many ways, uh, the secret that you had, Mm -hmm. and the hurt from the abortion, the the shame, um, the wondering, I suppose, because I've heard the story from so many women, knowing that, yes, God has forgiven you, but still having those thoughts, can you forgive yourself?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I did, I went to confession and I thought I would be skipping out of the confession. <laughs> oh, I'm, okay, I'm healed. Mm-hmm. But there was so much that I um, just kept hold of that I couldn't share with um, anyone. And I, I don't know, maybe people looking at me m- might not have noticed that, mm-hmm. Um but it just, it was always just kind of a, a, I built up this wall around my heart, I guess. That's the mm-hmm. best way to describe mm-hmm. it. And uh, over time, it just, you know, it got higher and higher. And um, I just thought, well, this is the way it is. This is the sure. life. And, yeah. and um, um, so letting go of that was um, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And uh, it was difficult To to take that first step,
1: I'm sure. I'm (laughs) sure it was very
2: scary. Did you do it by
1: making a phone call?
2: Um, Yes, I did. I um, I called and uh, I saw it. Actually, I saw Bethesda um, information in the Catholic Times, Mm -hmm. and I saw it there and saw it there
1: (laughs) more than once. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) It kept it kind of kept jumping off the page at me, (laughs) right? And. then I just, uh, I just did it. Tim took me, drove me there. I think I probably would have turned around in the parking lot and gone home. Oh, had he, had wow. he not dropped me off. But mm-hmm. it was so warm and inviting. Um, the women there were just wonderful. But I was so afraid because I thought, I'm going to know somebody here. Yeah, And they're, then they're going to know. But, you know, the reality is if they were there, they... They', they had similar feelings <laughs> absolutely it's so, amazing
1: yeah and 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 we we should say, really, abortion has been so prevalent in our culture since nineteen seventy three that mm-hmm. uh at one point it was one out of three pregnancies ended in abortion and right. then one out of four yeah. now be- numbers are down, and it's a little bit less than one out of five, mm-hmm. but there are many people who will say in any group of Christian women, Catholics, uh, mainline Protestants, evangelicals, one out of four, at least women, one out of four women will have had abortions. And and, of course, think of the men as well involved in those abortions. And most are still holding that in and not having the freedom. We want to really focus in on the show. Uh, you mentioned, Joe, the couple intimacy, the intimacy in your family. And, um, and your relationship with God. All the relationships were affected by this. So we want to get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we do specifically, though, I want to ask Tim, uh, because obviously um, this was something that you shared. This was uh, an abortion that occurred before you got married. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you also feel shackled by that? That's what Joe said she always felt like there was something shackling her and a a barrier, a wall that she had built up.
0: You know, I men have such a completely different experience in the abortion space that um, it it, even just even just the physicalness of it i mean even just the smells and the going to the facility and the the invasion physically and and all of that you, know, you don't experience men that you do of not course. experience that and they also even if they did they process things completely different mm-hmm. than a woman does mm-hmm. right they they process things completely differently and so um my experience was not very um as profound as joe's what 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 i did recognize a need for healing was not and and by the way we didn't know i mean golly we're going through marriage and we're just kind of plodding along and having kids and stuff we didn't really, really working hard at that yeah. we, <laughs> did, we didn't pinpoint this and for 34 years we had, we didn't say and i mean this quite literally not a single word about the abortion not one word between the two of us never talked about it never never even Got close to it, but I, I, I think the I think the thing looking back retrospectively, the the thing that I recognized that needed healing was our relationship, not necessarily just me, but just our relationship, because I didn't have the same experience that Joe did. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, and men just don't. Um, we have regret and we have sorrow, but we don't have quite the pain. I don't think, or quite the we may have some remorse. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, we we don't have that deep seated, all encompassing, all sensual pain that a mm-hmm. woman can go through mm-hmm. with an abortion. So
1: I've heard that that a lot of men eventually uh, realize that it it as the protector and provider. That sense I'm sure is so strong in you, Tim. I mean, I know how you are with your children, mm-hmm. and and then the realization hits them: I didn't protect this child um they they feel um what do i want to say maybe that's a main source of regret yeah uh, but you
0: know i look that's a really good question i i think i was more interested in protecting joe than the child it's a good point i mean honestly i mm-hmm. i because when she came to me and and said that i'm i'm pregnant i'm going to go have an abortion you know, and and her memory of that is that that she wasn't giving me any choice at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a slightly different recollection of it, but but I just said, okay, I you know whatever your decision is, I'll 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 be there for you. I'll, I'll support you in that. That was viewed by her as being abandonment. By I was thinking I was doing what every man would do for the woman in his life, let her make her own decisions and all that, but. Um, she viewed it as being abandonment and and really, I think ultimately, what she wanted me to say is that no, you know we can do this, that we will do this, and we love each other enough that we can make this work mm-hmm. and i didn 't say that mm-hmm. so that's that is the protection of her more than the yes. child in the womb and because frankly at at that time in my life, I was twenty one twenty two ish mm-hmm. um and what year wasn't was that? I was thinking about the because I'm thinking child
1: even months. our knowledge of fetal development, our knowledge of the effects of abortion, uh, was nothing like it is today. I'll say that 1977. Yeah, so 1977. fairly soon after yeah. the Supreme Court decision. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about this wonderful sense of freedom because I was interested in your comment, Tim. I mean, in a sense, and and maybe Joe also, you didn't realize there was maybe a lot missing in your relationship. I mean, you uh, had a big family, extended family, you had children, you were working hard at uh, creating a a good family, which you did. Um, And yet, once, once, Joe, you began to open up about this and tear down some of those barriers that you had built up, let's talk about, maybe it was a surprise to you, in a way and maybe it surprised to Tim of how that would change your relationship create much more intimacy tell us about that feeling of freedom you had between you and Tim
2: yeah certainly it um it definitely changed it was um it was it was more gradual just because of the process and and kind of accepting your um you know accepting your flaws and your sins <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to look at yourself and and do that but it just um it just gave us a more open relationship to talk about things. Um I was always very um I don't um controlling is the best word I can come up with. Um controlling, you know, I, I wanted people to view him as perfect and our relationship is perfect because I didn't want anyone to know about anything that you know, about my abortion. So I um once I started to kind of let go of that, it it just it just was an opening. It, and it sounds strange that you've been you know you're married for thirty four years and 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 we talked about things, but it was the immediate you know sure things that the not the ki- deep dark feelings right. you had right. Mm-hmm. So once kind of delved into that, um, it really um, it it really just opened up our relationship. I think more um but I, and i think probably this year when i shared my story at the Bethesda banquet and and ultimately told our children that that was really the that that was huge. I mean, that has really changed my life more than I can even
1: A big difference in your yeah, family. Yeah. Well, if you've just turn, tuned into our show, let me reintroduce our guests, who are Joe and Tim Welsh, uh married 41 years. Congratulations. Uh in St. Mary Parish, uh in Lancaster, Ohio. And I maybe should have said at the beginning actually um, my family and the Welsh family were very close friends yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when we were all growing up and so I've known Tim for <laughs> I don't know exactly when Tim, <laughs> we were say. little kids <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Joe I was so
1: tickled to meet Joe eventually because I just love Joe as well and what a beautiful couple and then to to learn about their abortion experience to me has just been uh, it's such a beautiful story um, a couple that so many people look up to and have looked up to through the years, um, I can imagine how difficult that was to make, to make this um, a, a public story. And yet, how beautiful that you could be so honest with yourselves and, and that it's brought you closer as a couple and closer as a family, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. Now, again, that couple, coupleness that you have can be even more impactful, I believe, because what couple out there is perfect? Absolutely none of us, right?
0: Even though we think we are most of the time, <laughs> or like right? to present ourselves <laughs> That's as exactly right,
1: yeah, right? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about how. Uh, how it affected you mentioned you only recently told your children. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that is a barrier for a lot of couples. Yeah. Um, even if, if, even if it wasn't an abortion that you had as a couple as a barrier, I know it's a gigantic barrier for women. Mm-hmm. How do you tell your children and what are they going to say? And yet I know Joe, you've said that that's great freedom again in family intimacy. So tell us about that. Yeah,
2: sure. Um it was, Really, because I was speaking at the banquet, that I thought, you know, when I started on this journey, I thought I'm, I'm not telling the kids. I'm, I'm just, I know I can believe they won't ever hear about it <laughs> right from now, someone else. I'll die and it'll be okay. Um, but um, I ended up telling. I called the girls and told them, and I was just blown away by their love for me, and um, because I had always, I'd spent so many years like. When would be the right time? When mm-hmm. you know, can't be at the holidays. It can't, you know. You make up those excuses when you have mm-hmm. to have a hard conversation. And um, and they were just amazing. And um, and and the boys were the same way. I called mm-hmm. them um, each on the same day, and um, and just their love for me was was really amazing. And I feel like it's it's made us. It's just opened up it nothing's really different I don't think but just for the fact that I told them that I wasn't perfect when maybe all these years they thought I was and or you were hoping they would think
1: you were of course <laughs> exactly. yeah
2: okay I made some mistakes yeah. uh, um but it has just changed our relationships they i feel like they're more open to me now when when they're in, into something you know mm-hmm. i have the girls call me in tears and you know they're they're experiencing something and they need they need their mom oh, good. and so uh-huh. you know it's just opened up those kind of um um kind of conversations and 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 that feeling i don't, maybe i don't know tim may may have something to add to that but it was it was truly amazing and um uh, it brings tears to my eyes i was just talking about it you can tell in my voice
1: <laughs> oh that's beautiful thank you joe what about you tim what did you were you a little hesitant for joe to tell the kids
0: well i again i was mostly hesitant uh, uh because of the effect it would have on her more than anything and and we um We actually, it was the Monday before the Thursday of the Bethesda banquet. We finally, we knew we had to do it for like months in advance, and here we were three days away, and we're saying, you know, tonight's the night.
2: At least you (laughs) had a deadline. Well,
0: and kind of a funny story is Clara was uh, the first one that, uh, she called, she tried to put in a conference, she tried to put together a conference call between the two girls, and clara and casey and casey's the oldest thing and she uh, that didn't work out so she called casey and casey said i can't talk right now she didn't answer her phone and sent a text back i think or something and so she got in touch with clara and clara you know told her the whole story about everything and and the the, in the meantime clara is texting her sister casey you have got to call mom (laughs) so i don't care what you're doing whatever (laughs) drop everything and call mom (laughs) So um it was really a, it was really a cathartic thing. I mean yeah. it was it was really um it, it was really nice and you could just kind of see um the 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 weight just having been lifted. It's it was just it was palpable that, that there was a difference in Joe the way she laughed and the way she talked and the way she carried herself even and you know i just uh today she laughs a lot more than i've ever sometimes more than i want her to laugh <laughs> and <over>. usually tip, <laughs> so. she's usually laughing at me and not really with me but but you know it's just a, it was just so um i think the boys um, um, kind of react to their father, the same way they always kind of have. Um, we've had a lot of mitigating things, you know. I have. I was diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer at one point, so there's there's a lot of mess in there that sort of made things a little different between me and the kids as well. And it. it uh,
1: they found out that their dad was vulnerable. Yeah, in that, that way,
0: that he's also that he's not going to be around forever. That was yeah. the other thing that they kind of have come to grips with. So. Um, yeah, yeah, and that that we you know as much as as Dad tells you what to do and makes sure you, you 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 stay on the straight and narrow, he did not, you know, at one point. And it's okay if you stray a little bit uh, because you can't unfor- you can't out forgive God. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just the way it is. So, and that's a great lesson for the kids, I think. Yeah,
2: yeah, it would have been nice had I. Come to this realization a little earlier. In our
1: One thing you office. said, Joe, was you 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 think that perhaps keeping this secret created a, a, a family sense of the need for perfection, pressure for perfection. Oh, absolutely. When they were growing up, yeah. Absolutely. So so that's maybe why you're saying it would have been nice for them maybe to <laughs> to have known this earlier. Right.
2: <laughs> well, and I think we all have that, you know, Tim's family, you know prominent family and you know I wanted my children to be perfect uh, I wanted everyone to think we were perfect and uh, our marriage and everything you know I wanted their grades to be perfect I wanted mm-hmm. them to to you know have perfect relationships and you know no mess but you know that that certainly came along with it but uh um I mean it's not like I was a tyrant or anything no but I just you know, I had expectations and, and they knew, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do not disappoint your mother. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs>
1: well, and the, that, again, the word you kept using, freedom. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. to me, that's the, the great takeaway from your story, the great freedom that you feel yeah. with Tim, in your couple relationship with your children. And, and then what about your relationship with God? That's opened up too, yeah, according absolutely. to your, your story. Yeah,
2: I just—I um, was always just a little timid about my relationship. I, you know, I—I I, I knew all the talking points that God forgives me and everything, but um, it wasn't until I went through the healing process um, that I really realized that it, it, that's true, and I need to accept it. And um, it's just. I guess maybe for years I was feeling like I didn't feel like I could be too pious because if somebody knows my past, then, you know, they're like, what what right does she have to Hmm. be like that? You know what I mean? It would
1: appear hypocritical, perhaps. Yeah,
2: it's, you know, the craziness in my head all these years. And um, but just getting rid of all that and every we're all we all have stuff hmm. Um, and every, it, isn't it amazing
1: else. how many people feel that way, though, yeah. that somehow I'm not good enough to be a friend right. of Jesus when yeah. the people that he hung out with were great sinners, <laughs> right. weren't they? You know, yeah. except for Mary and Joseph. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Really, that's the story of his life of yeah. welcoming sinners and traveling Absolutely. with them and, and Mary Magdalene, of course, and. Uh, we're, we know that the apostles weren't sinless, that's mm. for sure, the stories of, of their doubt. And um, so it, it is amazing, isn't it, how yeah. the devil, I believe, oh,
2: absolutely.
1: causes people, particularly who've had abortions, to mm. think that this is somehow an unforgivable sin. Yeah. And it keeps us away from him. Yes. It keeps us away from the people who love us the most. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, it 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 absolutely does, and and I guess when I started my healing journey, I realized that the devil's been sitting in my head for all these years, and um, just keeping me from that relationship with God, because that that ultimately he doesn't want that because he doesn't want love. Mm -hmm. So you know he was keeping me from that, Um, and uh, it just realizing that has just has just opened up so much in my life mm-hmm.
1: yeah I'm thinking and there are now praise God many opportunities uh, for for getting healing yes. uh, after abortion Bethesda now that uh Tim is is heading up Bethesda healing the website I believe is bethesdahealing dot org yep yep Yes. And then uh, PDHC, the Pregnancy Decision Health Centers, has um, support groups and healing weekends as well. Um, so there are lots of different kinds of opportunities. But the important thing is taking that
2: first step. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
0: And, and that first step is really, really hard. <laughs> I mean, there, there, are, there are people that come to Bethesda and sit in the parking lot and never come in mm-hmm. for the first time one or two times they just Mm -hmm. don't they it's it's too scary Mm -hmm. um because you know it's 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 similar to the alcoholic that goes to his first AA meeting he or she does not want to see somebody that they know Mm -hmm. I mean they just don't want to see people Mm -hmm. because they're they're ashamed and they feel guilty and they're Mm -hmm. they're beaten down by the devil himself and and by their own sort of psyche and and they just they walk in and they just suddenly it it becomes Maybe not in the first meeting, but in the second or third meeting, it just becomes like they just exhale. Yeah, yeah. you, you know? can feel
1: so welcoming. <laughs> and and Tim, you did. Take Joe, as uh, she said, to Bethesda Healing. Here's where your protective instinct came in. <laughs>
0: well, little-known secret, I almost turned around. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, yay, God, for your yeah, courage yeah. and both of you Anna, and yeah. your courage to share your story. I know it will make a difference for many people out there. So. so thank you, Joe sure. and Tim Welsh, for being with Welcome. us today. And you are all listening to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio with archives at stgabrielradio.com under Family Sanctuary. And we do have other programs on post-abortion healing in our archives, so hopefully uh, you'll consult those as well. We're streaming live on stgabrielradio.com, and our program, The Family Sanctuary, is broadcast at 4 o'clock every Saturday and 2 o'clock on Sundays. So please join us again to strengthen our families and make them sanctuaries of life as God intends.
0: Family Sanctuary is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM 820. Archives of Family Sanctuary with Peggy Hartshorn are available at St. Gabriel Radio.com. <laughs>